face-to-face healthy relationship talk radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships learn why honor beauty leadership and self-help is important for your empowerment get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health also listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away now here's your relationship specialist and host dia six well, sing it, girl. Sing that song. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hola. Como estás? Good day, good day. Good, wonderful day. How's everyone feeling? You know I want to ask that. Now, that's the magical question. How is everyone feeling? Guess what? We have a lot to discuss today. And sometimes I bring up topics that I feel that I need to you know, that I feel need to be discussed more often and not just amongst your home or converse with friends and family, but really deep conversations that will help change society into a better place for all of us to live. I think that we need to learn how to be fair in our approach a lot of times. Sometimes I think that we're unfair with each other. I think we're unfair when it comes to, um, you know, one culture against the other. It's just, you know, and I'm saying to myself, you know, where does this, where does this unfair approach comes from? You know, and to tell you the truth, a lot of times it doesn't even start with society. Even though society is targeted, it starts with those who have the ability to curve society's given and chosen information and, or shall I say, with fabrication, you know? Anyways, you guys, you can tell that I'm kind of in a funk today, right? I'm your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six, <laughs> and I think we need to get into today's topics. Now, today's topics is going to be, it's, you know, it, like I said, we need to talk about it a little bit more. It is your relationship with parenting, And when I hear and speak to a lot of parents these days, I don't think anyone is having fun parenting their children anymore because they're too busy fighting the system, fighting the school, fighting uh, uh, the the child's uh, additional parent. I mean, it's, it's just so much. It's this huge dilemma that's going on. Okay, so we're gonna talk about parenting and why parenting at a price is a huge dilemma. Now, everyone has an opinion on this subject, okay? You have people who have children who has an opinion. You have people who don't have children has an opinion. And a lot of times they need to just shut up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because you don't really understand and you don't really know. You know, that's like saying, oh, yeah, go out there and swim. It should be easy. And you don't even know how to swim. Like you're telling somebody to go out into the ocean. You've never tested the waters or anything. And you don't even know how to swim. Like you haven't even had swimming lessons, you know, mute it stay in your lane, you know? So I'll tell you guys also some of my personal experience about, um, you know, parenting and what I went through, you know, we're going to, we're talking about it in today's show. So, you know, I'm transparent. I don't mind sharing my situations. I actually have two experiences. I guess I'll share with you guys. Okay. Add it. We have a reporting from ABC news about drugging our children. And then I felt like we should kind of counterbalance that a little bit by getting information um, from Dr. Bob DeMaria. And guess what, you guys? He is the drugless doctor. I 
hope I'm saying his last name correctly. Anyways, I'm, I think I'm going to advocate him from being on the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to send him a letter say, yo, this is the place you need to be. Make this place your home because, you know, a drugless doctor, he falls right up our alley. And if you want to learn how to get rid of this so-called ADHD or ADD, he has a solution that you're going to hear today about on the show. Okay. We also will hear from two individuals who will be giving me a rating on my parenting skills. And guess what? I'm a little nervous about that <laughs> because it will be their honest opinions. Can you guys guess who that's going to be? And lastly, I will do a face reading on a member from the HRT community named Stephanie. She wants to know if she is on the right track with parenting her son and if she should be giving him more information. She says that her she's not sure if she's giving her child enough information. I mean, not enough information, enough attention and love. Being that, you know, she's a single mom, she finds it hard to spend additional time with her son. So, you know what, as single mothers, hey, we're all guilty of that, feeling that way, wondering. So, Stephanie, guess what, girl? I got your back. Roy, do what you do, please. What about the sheer duty psychotropic drugs given to America's foster children? As a new governmental report says, sometimes even infants. And of course, these are children already traumatized by abuse, neglect and abandonment who tell us what they most want is an adult who will love them and take their hand for life. We want to say at the outset, sometimes drugs can be useful, but should this be the first response? And what about the sheer quantity of pills the children are being given, often without the therapy they say they crave? Here's the question. Is there something else we owe these children who have already endured so much? My name is Roger Jr. I am nine years old. When I was moving from home to home, I felt sad because no one would keep me or love me. I were in 28 homes. Somehow we keep marching on. I used to like sneak some dog food and stuff, and I'd eat out of the garbage sometimes because I was like really hungry. I had huge bruises and welts and scars from the beatings that I got. My name is Brooke and I'm seven. These are the meds that I've been taking since I was four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I was on Depakote, Seroquel. And some other ones I cannot name off the top of my head right now. Uh, some of them for, were for ADHD. I am not ADHD. I'm just naughty. One was for being bipolar. I am not bipolar at all. I was four whenever I started taking meds. Seroquel XR, Adderall. Lexapro. This one is Shotera. Respiral. The last one is Abilify. They made me feel as if I had a thousand bricks on my head. I was prescribed seven or eight different pills. I gained almost or over a hundred pounds. Just mixing all the medications together, just I was just a zombie. My name is Crystal. I'm 15. I have been in 26 placements. I feel like 
I have almost disappeared from everybody's point of view. I was put on three different medicines when I first went into foster care at age of six. Ever since then, they've just been piling up more medicine. The reason why I was that was so, so like always mad and upset all the time was because I didn't really have anybody to talk to. I told my adoptive mom and dad that I went off these meds. They don't make me feel right. You feel like the meds are taking over your whole body. Now that I don't take these pills, I feel free. Since I'm not taking any more medication, I feel as if I am in control of myself and no one else is. I'm doing very well. I got the honor three times in a row. It is not right. And people that are over-medicating the children, you should stop it right now. What I really want people to know is that you can make it through the process as I have. Even though you're in foster care, you should never give up and always have hope. So check this out, you guys. I wanted to play that right away because, you know, when we're talking about parenting, all parents, I don't know one parent that comes in here and announces or have the ideology of being a bad parent. You know what I mean? I think everybody wants to be a great parent. I think that some parents are frustrated in the endeavor. You know, I think that some parents um, may look for help, don't know where the answers are, you know, things like that. But when it comes to how society puts certain parents in categories, they put certain parents, you know, they judge parents, and then they're always doing it often an illusion, you know, um, especially the school system. Now, I remember when parenting used to be fun. Well, actually, parenting can be fun. I'm having a great time being a parent, you know, but parenting used to be fun when, you know, when I used to look at other uh, households. Well, at least it used to look like it was fun. You know, sometimes it was stressful, but not like the stress that parents are dealing with today. Now, back in the day, parents' main concerns were just feeding their kids and uh, what else? Uh, making sure that their kids weren't kidnapped. Like those were like the main two things. And that was almost it. Like that was parents really most biggest concerns then. And then all of a sudden, the forces that be decided to intervene because they saw all the money that they were missing. They saw all the money that they could be making off of our children. So what happened? Next thing you know. Child Protective Services made up underlying rules that you had no idea, first of all, that you were signing up with because their trickery was so perfectly designed that they looked like, you know, they were innocently, you know, um, um, trying to help you. So in reality, it was an innocent, transparent and, you know, transparency in their approach. And then parents was forced to one. Stop disciplining their children, right? Now, remember back in the day, the school system used to help you with disciplining your children, right? And what would happen was anytime you was extremely naughty with your teacher or, any, or anyone else, the teacher would send you to the principal. And I remember these days, the teacher would send you to the principal and the principal would have a ruler and he would spank you a couple of times on your buttocks. I remember that, <laughs> right? 
Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. With all the activities that come with the holiday season, it's easy to bypass exercise and for it to get lost in the holiday shuffle. It seems like we have less time, and that stress can really push us over the edge. Exercise relieves stress, and even more importantly, it improves your mood. Being active releases endorphins, and you will feel so much better. Endorphins are chemically very much like morphine. They are a group of hormones that occur naturally in the brain. When released, they increase your body's threshold for pain and affect the way you feel emotionally. The fact that exercise relieves stress, does good things for your body and your health, and also releases endorphins, makes it a high priority all year long, but especially during this hectic but most wonderful time of the year. For the Fitness Minute... I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Okay, so like I said, you guys, that commercial actually snuck up on us. But like I was saying, you know... Child Protective Services came up, right, with these underlying rules. And then one thing uh, that they did was they stopped. Um, oh, no, I was talking about how uh, the the principals were disciplining children, right? And so instead of children mi- being suspended and, and, and uh, ridiculed, you know, they would give the kid a couple of swaddles and then the, ch- the child will go back to class so that they don't miss a whole day of school. So now it has changed. Of course, no one else can touch your kids. We know that. Second, the moment your child does something wrong, sometimes they give a warning and or sometimes they will suspend your child. Sometimes people, children get suspended without even warnings. I mean, you know, I think it's I think it's a lot very ridiculous because it's not a crime to be an adolescent. You know what I mean? And it seems like they're punishing these children for being kids. I don't think that the uh, structure of kids change. I don't think the. um the uh, mind state of kids change. I mean, they're called adolescents for a reason. So anyways, parents was forced to stop disciplining their children. Then they were forced to feed their kids certain foods. And this is what we have today, which is why children, you know, the product of that is children being obese. Children are coming down with autism. Children are coming down with all type of diseases, right? Which has caused physical and mental breakdowns and then forced to abide, to move aside and allow the system to come in and work the, and, do, and, you know, do their due diligence. And the outcome of it is dire. 
And, you know, their whole ideology is our way or the highway. That's our system today. Okay. Parenting used to be fun where you can safely express yourself, but not anymore. So I've always I wanted to sit here and, you know, just kind of explain some of this because we have to start becoming aware as parents and learning how to get into communities that can back us up and help us up and fight against the system. Because if we don't, what's going to happen to our grandchildren? I mean, even now, uh, children have to get immunized and all of these children that we just heard has been categorized. Right. This is what's happened. The system said, we're giving you a list of nine categories that each child, no matter what age, will have to abide by and they will have to show a certain type of demonstration. And if they can't, we as the system will have to semi-diagnose your kids. And then the system will categorize such things such as can't sit in their seats fidgeting all the time, jumping around, you know, the child is impatient, can't wait in line, can't wait for their turn, right? And when you have children really who happen to have all of this energy, because just because a child fidgets in its seat, you know, a child is jumping around, you know, things like that. First of all, the first thing I would say to myself as a teacher and someone who cares about children is if I feel that this child cannot, you know, stay still, right? What has a child eaten? And when we look at all of the foods that the child accumulates just for breakfast, one of the first things that children eat before they even start school is cereal. And we know that all cereals have GMO in it, all of them. And then we also give the child milk. They say milk does a body good. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. And we're going to listen to uh, uh, Dr. Bob, who actually explains all of that. OK, so let's go ahead before we go any further. What we're going to do is start uh, Dr. Bob um, Damaria. He is the uh, drugless doctor and he's talking about ADHD on eye health So you guys, let's listen to this right now. Go ahead, Roy. Doctor, we just touched on ADHD a little bit and and how prevalent that has become in the last 15, 20 years. Why is that? And it seems like we get bombarded by the media saying, well, if your kid has this, then he must have this. And why has that become such a, uh, I guess, popular diagnosis, for lack of a better term? Well, what what happened to myself personally before I wrote Dr. Bob's Guide to Stop ADHD in 18 Days I saw a snapshot in the USA Today, down the bottom corner in the front page. They usually have those. Mm-hmm. But they had a map of the U.S. that had where all the snack food was being consumed. <laughs> and believe it or not, in the Midwest is where most of it was being consumed. The second most was over in the East Coast. A year later, now I saved certain articles. I thought that was significant. Mm-hmm. And I had read some articles about snack food and the oils they used to make it. Well, a year later, our local newspaper did a five-day program on Ritalin and all the meds in the United States. Now, this is back in 1996. Mm-hmm. The map, see, Ritalin is a Schedule II drug. Methylphenidate. It's like cocaine. It's, a, it's, it's an amphetamine. 
in the map of the United States, there was a little county in the upper part of Michigan called Dickinson County, where 8% of the kids were on Ridlin. There was more Ridlin in the school principal office than there was in the pharmacy. I remembered the snapshot. I looked at the snapshot. I looked at the United States, and I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was, there's something in the food, like there's something in the water <laughs> that's causing this. So I had an acquaintance of mine who wrote a book that said, trans fat. Now, normal fat molecules are C-shaped. They have a half-life of 18 days. When they make trans fat or partially hydrogenated oils, they're T-shaped when they heat them. C's and T's don't interlock. Your brain sends messages on a layer of fat. This is be, be like the nervous system mm -hmm. called the myelin sheath. When I looked at the book, there's a fat in the brain. This is going to be a big word now. The cosahexanoic acid. DHA for short. DHA bathes the brain and gives information that just helps the brain function optimally. Well, in the human body, unbeknownst to most of us in the, in the UA, USA, the food we eat becomes us. Somewhere along the way, that equation has been taken out. So what you eat becomes you. Well, what you eat has to go through steps. And those steps need vitamin B6, calcium, magnesium, and zinc, for example. So it needs those to make the recipe to make the DHA. So I'm showing you a formula right here. Trans fat, which is over here on the formula, sabotages your body's natural ability to make DHA. Because in the book, Dr. Bob's Guide to Stop ADHD in 18 Days, we talk about the half-life of cis fat and trans fat. So a lot of science believes today that genetically as a species, we can no longer make DHA from the food we eat. That's why everybody needs to use marine oil. Mm -hmm. Well, the marine oil in the world today is toxic. So we promote an anchovy sardine-based marine oil. Fish are smaller, less potential for toxins. So if you have a diet of French fries, which the average American consumes 28 pounds of French fries per year, that's going to sabotage DHA. So... In the late 70s, the fast food industry went from beef tallow and lard to make fries. In the late 70s, the fast food industry flipped went and started using trans fat, which, by the way, has a half-life of 51 days. In the early 90s, our government allowed ADHD to be considered a disability. Our schools started getting compensated for kids who had ADHD. See what he's saying? Mm -hmm. They started getting money. So what's happening is National School Lunch Program, 31 million kids get the National School Lunch Program. We had the law, the trans fat law that happened in 2005 when they said packages that say zero grams trans fat on it. It had a half a gram of trans fat or less per serving. Well, recently, the, the city of New York stopped using trans fat mm -hmm. in their restaurants. city of Cleveland mm -hmm. and other cities are doing the same thing. So trans fat is sabotaging these kids' ability to function optimally. So most people don't think about even having good oil. So they snack foods have trans fatty acids in them. 
healthy foods have cis fats. That's why the title of the book is Dr. Bob's Guide to Stop ADHD in 18 Days. The challenge, though, with the tea is the half-life is 51 days. So somebody could easily have a breakfast pastry, a breakfast roll, breakfast cereals, even today. Before we did this program, I was at one of our local grocery stores. A very popular breakfast cereal has trans fat in it. So if a child has trans fat in it, and in the book we talk about it, see, it's all about DHA. This is the big sabotager right here, because most people don't realize it has a long half-life. So when these kids are eating this trans fat, the trans fat sabotages DHA. Sugar comes into the play. The average American consumes 150 pounds of sugar every year. People love sugar. They're passionate about sugar. I mean, sugar is addictive. That's probably the most difficult thing for people to get away from is Mm -hmm. this. But what people don't realize is that sugar takes B6, zinc, magnesium, and B vitamins out of the body. Remember we talked about the recipe at the beginning of the program. Mm -hmm. Now, another one that concerns people and it concerns me is dairy products. I am not telling anybody to stop dairy, but when was the last time you saw a cow eating cottage cheese milk or ice cream? Where do they get their calcium from? They get their calcium from hay, graph, and alfalfa. I encourage people, obviously, to eat greens and a variety of vegetables to get their calcium. But see, cow's milk has a protein in it called casein. Mm-hmm. Cow's milk has a fat in it called arachidonic acid. Arachidonic acid, when it's consumed on a regular basis, which most people do, especially kids, sabotages DHA. So I am telling you, 18 days, they turn around totally. We get them off the sugar, we get them off the items. Now, I'm going to mention the food that I think is one of the worst foods in the world that will cause ADHD. Are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. Skittles. Hmm. Because of the sugar sugar. and the coloring Hmm. and some of the other ingredients that sabotage DHA. Did you guys hear about DHA in the brain? Do you see why the children don't even have a significant amount of time and even a chance to even achieve at their best when it comes to the school system? Now, when we come back, I'm going to go ahead and do the face reading, and then we're going to talk into talk about some of those, um, uh, um, what is it, um, stuff that those kids are on, some of the uh, uh Anti- they're not antibiotics, they're drugs. Drugs that the kids are on, okay, you guys? So just stay with me. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value make a difference while serving your community finally the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman hurry space is limited beat the early bird deadline go to www.missindigenous.com apply now 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute defines high cholesterol as a condition in which you have too much cholesterol in your blood. By itself, the condition usually has no signs or symptoms. People who have high blood cholesterol have a greater chance of getting coronary artery disease. According to the American Heart Association, more than 120 million Americans over the age of 20 have cholesterol counts that are above a healthy level. Harvard Medical School says that the good news is that cholesterol levels can be controlled, and just by lowering your total cholesterol 10%, you can decrease your heart attack risk by 20 to 30%. Making changes in your eating is important, but including daily exercise is a must. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Now, remember, I told you guys earlier in the show that I was going to be rated on my parenting skills, right? Well, it's about that time. So right next to me, I have my oldest son, Naeem. And I figured, you know what? Why not put myself on blast? Because I know that, you know, I have faults. I know that um, I do a damn good job as a mother. At least I think so. So we're about to get, you guys heard of those, you know, that saying, um, the miles out of babes. Well, this is my babe right here. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and uh, get some questions answered from this one right here. I've been a mother for over, you know, 17 years. And it's been a great journey thus far. And there's been a couple of times, too, where I want to put him into a headlock and tie him up against the wall and just throw darts, you know, just practice my dart aim. (laughs) But never did that. So, first of all, uh, you want to go ahead and say hi to everyone? Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is uh, Naeem Muhammad, and I'm her son. Yeah, you are my son. I have a couple of questions for you. And so the only thing I want you to do is just answer them. I don't want you to think too hard about them. Just give me your thoughts, your first thoughts that come to head, all right? I mean, come to mind. Okay. Come to head, come to mind. Same thing, okay? Yeah. Okay, so the first question I want to ask you is this. Do you enjoy your life thus far? Uh, Yes, I do. I just wish I was younger so I wouldn't have to take out the trash or do any dishes, but... So far, everything else okay, is so pretty you good. Okay, so you just want to be lazy. Yeah, basically. Okay, you cannot think like that. <laughs> this is my lazy kid. This is this really is my lazy kid, okay? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I have enjoyed my life. But so far, yeah. So but, far, you have? Yeah. Okay. Have you had any calamity in your um, in your life? Um. Well, I have been uh, crazy-like, you could say. Well, I wouldn't say crazy, but... You know, teenage type little bumps, but okay. So you know that you've had teenage bumps, right? Now, when you say teenage bumps, who do you think is responsible for those teenage bumps? Of course, it's me because I'm usually the one that um, causes it. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah. that's so funny that you know that and you still make bumps for yourself. So what's it like? Well, let me ask you this: What's it like being 16? It's um stressful sometimes what's okay but what's stressful about it um just i just have more responsibility now 
Plus, I'm turning 17, so... So you don't like the responsibility that comes with aging? No. I want to be in Pampers. <laughs> I want to be held. I just want to be... No, now, you don't want to be held because most of the time when I say, come give me a kiss, come give me a hug, you're like, oh, mom. So you don't want to be held, okay? You That's don't... my teenage mind. If I was a baby, I wouldn't be thinking like that, so... Okay, all right. Well, let's get to the next question. You ready? Yes. Are you on any punishments? And if so, for what? Um, I am on a punishment. You uh, are. You are. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because I told my mom I was going to go film with a friend, but I was filming with somebody else. And then afterwards, I went to go play basketball. No, you wasn't filming at all. You told me you were going to be in one place. You told me you was going to be in place A, and you end up being in place K whatever but remember I did my investigation right and I end up calling the person who you said that you were going to be with remember and your friend said says no I will not be saying Naeem that day now you didn't know that I had already did my investigation on that remember that yeah okay so I got a question for you what if something would have happened to you right and the cops would have came knocking on my door and I would have told them, my son told me that he was going to be with, let's just call him Charles, that he was going to be with Charles, right? And they go to Charles and Charles say, well, I never did see him. And I would have said, that kid is lying. That's what I would have embedded into the cop's brain. That's what I would have embedded into the press. That's what I would have embedded into everyone who was willing to listen. Do you understand? But I would have made sure that everybody would have seen that he was guilty. Because I, I, I would have believed you and said, no, my son specifically told me that he was going to be with Charles. And if something would have happened to you where you would not have came home that day, Charles would have ended up in prison and he would have been innocent. Do you, do you get where I'm going? Yeah. So do you see why it's not important to fabricate to your mother ever? Yes, I see that. Do you really? Yeah. Not only would you have been gone, right? The cops would have known the very first place to look. And an innocent person would have been behind bars. Just because you decided to lie to your mother. Look at that big ass picture. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's important not to lie to your mom. I understand. And parents, that's why it's important for us to do investigation, you know, and that's why I called Charles, you know, and we're saying Charles to protect this child, to ask him if he was going to be saying Naeem that day. I went on my intuition. And yes, I did ask him why he even felt the need to lie to me in the first place. But, um, and we, and we did sit down and talk about that as well. And he really went with his illusions. Because first of all, when you know your child, you can hear the lying in their voice when they speak, when they give you the answers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, and fortunately, you know, I, I have that intuition when it comes to my own children. So anyways, let's move on to the next one, right? So anyways, he is on a punishment. Okay. Have you ever felt like you wanted to run away? Um, yeah. When I was like really, really little, I... I didn't really run away, but I kind of snuck out the house in my pajamas. When did you sneak out? I didn't know you snuck out the house in your pajamas. Yeah, I know. It was like late, late at night. I just decided to. I thought I was going to go over to my friend's house, but I didn't. Instead, I just 
came back home, but I left the door open and a cat was in our house. I never told you that, but... What the heck? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? You're not making this up. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. This is the very first time that I'm hearing this old craziness. What the heck? You see the crazy things that children do that you don't even know. You must have had done this like around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, I was. Um, Yeah, everybody was asleep. I was watching cartoons. I decided to just leave. But the cat was friendly. She was nice. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Real quick, real fast, rate me on a scale from 1 to 10 as your mother, 1 being awful and 10 being great. Give me your honest opinion. I'll give you a 9.5 due to the fact that I can't eat meat. Okay, okay, okay. Aw, you said, aw, okay. That's good stuff. I'll take it. Next, we're going to listen to my second Okay, you guys. So as you know, Naeem is a an, a, a very adventurous child. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I, you know, he, this kid snuck out the house. Okay. We all pretty much learned that together. And I'm still like shaking from that. All right. And I put my children to bed every night. Okay, well, I don't do that anymore. You know, you know, he's darn near, you know, he's about to be 17 in less than 30 days. But, you know, I put my children to bed every night. So you can just imagine, you know, how I felt just hearing that. The things that we don't know that our children do behind our backs. Now, and also one thing that I want to say this is the reason why I wanted to bring my children on is because, first of all, the clip that you guys heard from ABC reporting all the children that are um, aren't giving a chance, even infants. OK, infants are giving all of these the, these disease causing. That's exactly what I call them. These disease calling chemicals. All right. Now, remember, remember, chemicals in the body. Um that all these chemicals they're giving to these kids for ADHD and, you know, all these uh, made up illnesses, a lot of them are, you know, they cause seizures. One of the, um, one of the uh, prescriptions that the kid had mentioned was, um, what was it? Um, uh, I forgot it was the, the, oh God, I forgot the name. I can't even, I can't even pronounce them. Okay. But the majority of these medications treat various types of seizures disorders the medicine is sometimes used together with other seizure med- med- uh, medications and it's used to treat uh, manic episodes that is related to the side effects, which include like drowsiness and weakness and nausea and vomiting, stomach, diarrhea, constipation, swing moods, all of these things. And for the young girls, menstrual periods, in, they enlarge their breasts, right? Agitation. These kids are shaking, a vision loss, unusual and taste in their mouth so they lose their appetite, don't want to eat. And a lot of them are associated with schizophrenia treatment. And just like the, the young little boy said, I'm not a schizophrenic. He said, they put me on, on these medications because I'm naughty. He said, I'm naughty. He knows he's naughty. And guess what? When I did a face reading on him, I saw it because he, he hates listening to people. Okay, he hates listening to people. So anyways, 
Let me get into this Dear Daya letter. She says, Dear Daya, I am a single mother who have a lovely four-year-old boy who is always in need for attention. He likes to make people laugh and loves being the center of attention. Unfortunately, he is the only child I have and he takes up a lot of my time. I'm like his best friend. I'm thinking about homeschooling him due to the for, um, due to the force of vaccines that are now required in our society. My son made a comment the other day, which really had me going. He asked, well, oh, sorry. She said he asked, mommy, do you love me? Why can't you just stay home with me? And this really had me shook. Is there any way you can tell me if my child may or may not be receiving enough attention and love from me? And yes, I can see that. First of all, one, one thing that I want to say is we have to be careful with being friends with our children, especially when they are that young. OK, when my children used to say, Mommy, are we best friends? I should say, no, I'm your mother. One thing that I've noticed, you guys, and this is just in my work, um, we cannot sit here and be best friends with our children because when you're best friends, first of all, your best friend will tell you off. Your best friend will tell you not to do things. Your best friend, you know, friend status and parent status, two different things. You are to remain a parent and guide and make sure that your children have all the needs that they want. Anytime you start going into the friend zone, they're going to treat you like friends. And guess what? Friends will hit you. <laughs> friends will deceive you. All of those things. Children have to have a certain type of fear. Okay. Um, so that they do right. I mean, we all do in a sense. Okay. Also, one thing that I want to say is, um, if you want more information about homeschooling, girl, I may have the perfect school for you. So hit me up and send me an email, Stephanie, if you want to know. You guys, we're getting ready to come up on Tunes. And when we come back, I'm going to do the face reading on Stephanie's son. All right. So don't go anywhere. We're going to, we're going to fill that uh, blood in. Stay with me. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face -face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. So last night, my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's words you never heard. 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Hey, what's up, everybody? Now, you know I told you I was bringing on my other child. This is my youngest one. Why don't you, why don't you tell everyone your name, young man? Hey, guys, my name is Azad Muhammad, and I'm 10 years old. Hey, that's all right, cutie pie. I like that. Thank you. You're hey, welcome. you know what I want to ask you? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, what? What? I said, I said yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I got to ask you a few questions, okay? And yeah. I just want you to be honest, all right? Yeah. And you're going to rate my motherly skill, so you get to tell everybody what type of mother I am. Okay. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so the first thing I want to ask you is, do you enjoy your life with me? Yes, because... I can do like some things I want to do and some things I can't do. It's mm-hmm. Like everyone cannot do what they want to do. You're right. Everybody can't do what they want to do. But most of the time you do what you want to do with me. Yeah. Okay. Like go on a bike ride, work out. Mm-hmm. I do all that stuff. Yeah. You like doing that stuff? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Okay. What do you think it's like being, um, you know, a kid your age? Because how old are you? 10. You're 10, right? Yeah. You think that you have fun as a 10-year-old kid? Mm, yeah. I don't know. That didn't sound convincing. You're like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Tell the truth. I don't know because I can't do like what I like I used to do like when I was a kid. Like when I was You're like, still a kid. I don't like when I was four. I mean. <laughs> what did you used to do when you were four? I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, four. Like I used to do a lot of push-ups now i can't anymore oh you're talking about stuff like that azad no not like and i could like put on tiny clothes i could put on tiny clothes and i do do like my baby cousin do talia uh-huh. like what she does what does she do like run around in the library and play oh you just like being okay so that you know uh, that's that's like a destructive age because she's only two yeah, I wish I was two again. What's going on with you? You you and your brother said the same thing. Both you guys want to be my babies again. No. Yeah, it's it's so, t- <laughs> no. so boring now. No, no, no. It's that when you, as you get older, there's more responsibilities that come with your age. That's all that is. I just want to go back on time. Over no, 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 no. You guys can. But both you guys will still and always be my babies. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how old you get. But as far as that destructive stage, there's no way you can't do that. All right. Yeah. Are you on any punishments? No. 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 I think you're not. Yeah. I think it's just your brother. Yeah. That's on a punishment. So you've been doing pretty good, huh? Yeah. Okay, and how do you, um, have you ever felt like you wanted to run away? Yes. You did? Talking to the mic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Why do you think you felt like you wanted to run away? Because I guess I get mad, so mad, and I think, and I talk tonight, and I say, bro, I want to run away so badly. (laughs) That's what you say to your brother? Boy, listen, you can't, listen, what do you think will happen if you run away? Probably die. Mm-hmm, you probably would. But You're not gonna survive out there unless you use your martial arts. Do you like martial arts? You're learning how to defend yourself. What yeah, no, ain't no what tall. We don't do that. You <laughs> said what tall? That's what you said. I said what tall? 
whatever 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 so yeah but you know what that's you know you still have a ways to go you know as far as learning all those techniques but yeah when he comes here and teach you guys at the house you know how to defend yourself yeah it is it's very fun you know i love it too i love krav maga and that's why i want you guys to be able to defend yourself if anything ever happens you know yeah we're learning how to take a gun away and a knife okay okay don't be telling everybody our business okay so listen let me tell you this what do you like about me as your mother I like about you, like, before we, like, hang out all the time. Mm -hmm. Do bonding, time. Bonding? Yeah. You like that? I know, because you're a hugger and a kisser. I love that about you. You know that? Yeah. What don't you like about mommy? I like about you. What you don't like? I don't like when you take our stuff. When you're just looking for some music and you just take away the PlayStation or turn off the TV. Yeah. But before I do that, do I warn you? Yeah. I do. So you guys don't take my warning seriously, right? And then I just got to come down hardcore like, uh, get get out the way, move. Everything goes off. That's just how it is. When you don't listen and you don't um, abide by my rules, guess what? It's time to enforce other things. You see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. So before you go, you know you have to rate me as your mom. So you got to rate me from 1 to 10, 1 being really bad, okay? And the higher you go, which is 10, 10 is like the best, the greatest, okay? So from 1, between 1 and 10, how would you rate me as your mom? I will rate you a 9, oh. Well, you have to pick one. Which one will it be? Nine. Nine? Yeah, nine. Okay, you know what? Listen, I'll take it, baby, all day long. Before you go, I want you to let the listeners know a little bit about you, okay? Yeah. So what's your favorite movie? My favorite? I'm going to pick out five. No, you're not going to pick out five. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is... Pick Black one. Black Panther. You want to pick another one? Go. Minions 3. Minions 3. That's it. No more. Okay. <laughs> what about your favorite food? I like I like salad a lot. You like salads? I do too. I love salads. And you know, my salads these days that I like a lot is when I have the olives and hot sauce on them. Ew. I, did, I didn't like olives when I was a kid either. Okay. What's your favorite song? My favorite song is... Rock and roll. It's like it's an old school song. I love rock and roll. That one, right? Yeah, just telling you guys, I know that song. I'm gonna play on my guitar. You're gonna play it on your guitar? Oh yeah, because your music teacher came and you guys were practicing that. That's the song you guys were practicing, right? Yeah, my guitar teacher. Yeah. Her. Shout out to Bruce. <laughs> alright, Bruce is alright. Bruce is awesome. Okay, so that's it. Um and you know what? We'll have to talk to you guys later. So tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, guys, just one more thing. I'm a singer. You're not a singer. Bye, boy. Aw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can sing Mr. Telephone Go ahead, sing Mr. Telephone Man. Mr. Telephone Man. Oh, my God. There's something wrong with my line. When I dial my baby's number. I get a click every, every time. time. Okay, that's enough. Thank you for joining me on the radio. You're welcome. All right. I'm trying to play this game with my heart.
<laughs> that is that is my baby. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, let's move on. And I, now I want to talk about uh, Stephanie's baby. So, as you can see. Stephanie, I am also a mother and I am a proud mother. I put lots of time into my children, always will, right? But it's the best job that I know. I think I know how to do naturally and um, that, that I do naturally, to tell, you the truth, to tell you the truth. The best job on earth to me is, you know, my children. So, Stephanie, you know what? The first thing I want to bring to your attention is your son is adorable. And I can tell you that, um, well, man, let me blow up this picture. Oh, yes. He likes to make people laugh. He came into this world to have a great sense of humor. So that right there rocks, which means he is not going to everywhere he goes. He's probably going to make friends like my little one that you just heard. His face is very similar to my son's. OK, everywhere my son goes, he makes friends. My son, there's, there's no, when it, when it comes to my uh, youngest son and strangers, they don't exist. Sometimes I'll turn around and people are adored by my youngest son, Azad, and it's always been that way. Sometimes people know my oldest one because of the youngest one. And your son has that type of energy. It shows in his cheeks. All right. Um, let's see what else. Uh, 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 oh, listen, people person. So this falls right in line. Now, you know, sometimes you will have people that um, have a great sense of humor, love to laugh, but they don't like people. Your son loves people. He has a great sense of humor and he also likes the outdoors. So when he starts getting bored, you want to start taking him. Um, sports is going to be big for him. Also, uh, camping, try camping with him. When I see this textured stop, uh, type of hair, I say, get your children to camping in the outdoors and, you know, uh, Boy Scouts, maybe I bet you he would love it. If he doesn't call me and let me know I was wrong. OK, but I, nine times out of ten, I'm not wrong on this. OK, I'm very confident in what I see in your son. Uh, let me see you because you sent me a picture of his teeth and let's see. Yep, they they OK, they look good. So. When they're four years old, it's kind of hard to really see because they haven't lost their baby teeth yet. And the teeth shows a lot of um, they pretty much diagnose the type of lifestyle you live from the age of zero to eight years old, whether the whether the life has been chaotic or not. And from this point, it does look like your son is getting enough love when I can tell when children aren't getting enough love based off a lot of their features. And I don't see none of that in your child's face here. Okay. So you're doing a good job as a mom, even though you are a single mother, honey, let me tell you something. Single mothers, we rock because we can do it all. We do it all. <laughs> okay. We multitask. We do everything. It's nothing. I ask anyone who's a single mother and she's doing a good job. Listen. Okay. But you are, you're doing a good job. I don't see any lack of nurturing in your child's face. His cheeks look great. His teeth look great. Uh, his hair, um, the way his hair is coming in. And to tell you the truth, here's one. When your child starts school, he's not going to have any problems academically. OK, even on those. Um, I was speaking with my sister today and my uh, nephew for the very first time is starting to have trouble in school math because he missed like a, a day or two or something in school. But I told him and this is to all you teachers. People say, oh, you're, the child is behind because he missed one or two days. Listen, if you're a good teacher, it doesn't matter whether a child missed one or two days or whatever. If you're a good teacher, you'll be able to catch that child up just by teaching one particular subject. Do you understand? 
because you have to tie it all in together. And if you're a good teacher, you do that so well that he'll understand what he missed. How about that, teachers? And remember, mothers, parents, just because um, your children is having problems in school, it doesn't mean it's your child's fault. Every teacher that has the word teacher behind their name doesn't mean that they're a great teacher. Do you understand that? I went into my teacher's, I mean, my children's uh, school with his father and the teacher was giving out wrong information. And we had to correct the teacher and say, yo, you know, you did that problem wrong. OK, so it's not always. And we and, and parents, we can't expect teachers to be geniuses because they're not. They make mistakes as well. All right. So are we parenting at a price? Yes, we have. And it's the price of our children's lives from misdiagnosis to miseducation to the foods we feed them, to the medications, to the education, the lack of togetherness. We got to get it together. All right, you guys. So follow me. All right. Under Daia underscore six on Instagram. Remember, HRTRadio.com website is coming up in less than 30 days. Oh, my goodness. And Facing relationship. No, no, no. What is it? Oh, my God. Not facing relationship. That's oh. Anyways, next next week, you guys. Join us next week. Same time, same place as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Don't forget to visit FacingRelationships.com for further assistance. That's www.facingrelationships.com.